TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. I mean, I've done everything. Glenn Perkins. I've started, I've mopped up, I've closed. Glenn Perkins. We joke around and we have fun and he's different, he's unique. He seems like a guy that I'd like to ever do it. It's me. It's Glenn Perkins on baseball. Sweet. Welcome to Score North Twins Show. This is Glenn Perkins on baseball. Back after a couple week hiatus, I guess, um, with Phil Mackey and Derek Wetmore. Things happened in the last couple uh, weeks. Yeah, happy Halloween, guys. Um, I came dressed as a lumberjack today. Um, that's my costume. I, I, Derek has a cardigan on. Like, is, is that? I was uh, wondering where we're going with this. Like, is, I, are you dressed as Mister Rogers, or are you just wearing <laughs> a cardigan? So I didn't want to be mean because I I like Derek and I try not to make fun of him. Um, <laughs> You're trying real hard. <laughs> and when when he uh, when he met me at the door this this morning here, um, I I thought, oh, he's he's dressed as Mister Rogers for Halloween. That's awesome. <laughs> like, that's a cool. There was just a movie about him, right? It's a correction. I'm dressed as Tom Hanks as Mister Rogers. Please and thank <laughs> Wait, you. Wait, so I, I feel like I saw. Previews for that movie, but then and it was like I'm totally going to go see this. So did that movie come out and I, maybe nobody not. watched I it? No I thought it was out. Don't I've heard some positive Derek reviews. Doesn't. Yeah, look who you're I was looking shocked at, when I made a, a when I made a, a Dumb and Dumber joke, and he knew it because I didn't think pretty he good. watched movies. That's pretty good. Pull um, over, pull over. Uh, no, sir, it's a cardigan. Uh, anyways, <laughs> so it's Halloween today, and uh, the the World Series, the baseball season, ended last night. Um. And before we get into that, I thought that it, so Trevor Plouffe tweeted something out yesterday, and and that I that I thought was interesting. Um, that he said, "Isn't it amazing that we have a game seven in the World Series coming, and Granky's pitching against Max Scherzer, and all they're talking about is that Trey Turner, yeah, the interference, call, play. the interference play, right? Yeah, and." And then last night there was another review that 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 thing. So I didn't watch Game Six, um, and so I, I ended up seeing that play and and thinking, you know, I mean, I guess it's good that the Nationals won because that could have that could have changed some things, I believe. But it's it's incredible that that's like that they still haven't figured that stuff out. Yeah, like baseball's so great in so many ways, and like the Nationals were nineteen and thirty one. And won the World Series. Like they were, they had the same record as the Tigers at that point. Like, and the Tigers lost like 140 games. Yeah, <laughs> and and they won. But like, there's there's so many dumb things in baseball. And I saw you ranting or not ranting, but just about the the bat carrying thing. No, my keyboard was definitely on fire. I was I was uh I was ranting. And like, there's so many dumb things in baseball that that bug me. That like. So were you offended by by Bregman carrying no. his bat to first base? Who cares? Yeah, like was it you that tweeted like probably tell tell the coaches and that like yeah. So this is the best part: Major League Baseball. So so the day after Alex Bregman felt the pressure to apologize, and I think he got pulled aside by a couple of his old school teammates too, probably El Tuve and by the way, old school guys who are like thirty too. You know, it's not like they're sixty year old guys in the in the in the clubhouse playing baseball, but. But he apologizes, and you could tell, I think it was Rami on our show yesterday said, it looked like a hostage situation where somebody put him on camera and like put a blindfold on him and said, say what we, we tell you to say. <laughs> you apologize. So he apologizes, and this isn't the way that I was brought up to play baseball. 
And then the next day, Major League Baseball on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, they put out the side-by-side of the two guys, Soto, carrying the bat to first base. This is how we play, or whatever the caption was. Yeah, promoting Let it. them play, right? Yeah. It's like, wait, so baseball is promoting this new way of having fun and being a little bit brash, and yet the people involved in the game, the players and the managers, are still abiding by some ridiculous code that you can't have fun and flip your bat and yeah. bring your bat to first base. Like, I mean, like, there's a disconnect. It's it's like the Jose Batista thing. Like you hit a homer to to win your team a series. You hit a homer in the World Series. Like do whatever the hell you want. I mean, Patrick Corbin struck out somebody in the in the eighth inning and it's like screamed and flexed when he came off the mound. Like yeah. pitchers do it. It's great. Mm-hmm. Like you're in the you're in the World Series. And and then and then on top of that, now the the. We were texting about it last night when I when I texted and said, "Hey, we need to talk about this review thing." Was that slide into third base? And thank again, thank God they Alvarez, called him. Yeah, they called him yeah. safe because <laughs> that is the stupidest. That's that's dumber than the to me. That's dumber than the running down the first base thing. And like, I'm all for removing human human element from the, the the strike zone. Like the umps were horrendous in this series. Like unfathomably bad, dude. There was a there was a there was one unfathomably bad. Yeah. Was it Carlos Correa who struck out on a pitch that was yeah. five but inches six, inside five in the eighth inside. inning of Patrick a World Corbin Series? Almost, he almost hit him with the fastball and he yeah. rung him up. Yeah, I mean it was it was it, it's absurd that they that they're that bad. Like they when they need to be at their best, they're not. Like they get nervous just like everybody else does. Whatever. That is something that they need to address in the future here with electronic strike zone. Yada yada yada. I love instant replay. I love making sure fair balls are fair and foul balls are foul and home runs are home runs. But the sliding thing, and it doesn't happen often at third base. It it, it usually happens when like a guy's stealing second. Mm-hmm. But where you slide and and then your foot hits the base, and because the base is three inches tall, your foot pops up, and you got your other leg bent, and and as you're sliding in, there's there's that split second where. Your foot pops up off the base, and then your shin hasn't hit the front of the base yet. And I think he was out last night. Might have been like he really like they showed it a few times. I was like, yeah, I think he had he kept the tag on him, like he had his glove on him the whole time, and he was off the base. Like his leg came up, but that's one like they need to they they yeah. should just say like we we're not even going to review those. Yeah, I don't think Abner Doubleday that's foresaw two hundred frames per second. No, and like. I like I said, Scout I'm all just for like a middle millimeter. <laughs> He's off. I, I'm all I'm all for as much removing as much of the human element as possible because I think, like like you've said before, if you were going to invent this game now, you, you would have an electronic strike zone because the technology is there. Yeah, like you're not gonna you're not gonna start something and 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 pretend that it's 1900 or 1868 or whatever <laughs> Abner Doubleday started baseball. Uh, but the that that play like that review is not in the spirit of the rule. At I mean, all. I mean, think about this. I feel like I'm probably beating a dead horse because I've been doing this for ten years on a microphone. But like, we have Game Seven of the World Series last night, and we'll get. There's a million other things to spin off of this, and like, we want to ask you about free agency and stuff too. But like, one last thing for me on the umpires, anyways. It's Game Seven of the World Series. It's close enough. Like, it's a two-run game at the time or whatever. Maybe it was a four-run game when when Correa took that pitch for strike three that was a half a foot inside. And, and, and the umpires, it's a tough job because we all get the benefit of having these 70-inch TVs, 4K picture quality, right? And we get to see the replay, and we have a K-zone on the TV. And those guys don't have that. So they are literally flipping coins on those pitches. 
They're not good That's enough. That's not even a coin flip pitch. It's and not. he's set up on the inside corner. Yeah. I don't know you how don't, you make that call. You don't miss. You don't. You ne- you should never, ever, 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 ever miss that. I actually call. thought he had a really good game calling balls and strikes, and then that happened, and I was like, "Oh, I would be so he, mad he if had, I was the Astros no, right now." He had no low strikes. Yeah, there was a there was a ton Couple of those breaking balls there down. Was a ton that, of yeah. But like, how do you? Guessing. And I, I know how the room feels, but because I know there's probably people listening that no, I want I, I want there to be some semblance of human element, and but to me, the players are the human element. Not the umpire's opinion of what is a strike. Yeah, I mean, li- like literally, he's he's, and even if he, let's take that one out, and, and we're talking about more the, the close ones that are on the corners. We have the technology to say, okay, there's going to be 300 pitches thrown tonight, and they're all going to be measured by the same exact parameters in the same exact box. And instead, we have a guy standing behind home plate giving his opinion on what he thinks is a strike. And and it's going to differ from pitch to pitch on the corners, right? And I just think that's ridiculous, yeah. especially as we sit here watching what's happened the last couple months. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I saw some people say that there was a bad angle and it, that it was a strike, and then they, and then they showed the overhead, and it was six inches inside. <laughs> yeah. Like it was, it might have been a bad angle. Sometimes you'll see calls that like go over the batter's box stripe, or like maybe touch the side of the stripe uh, that's that's by home plate. That was like inside. That yeah. was like it went like through the batter's box. Yeah, and that, and you call that like it, it's just that that kind of stuff can't happen. It's a good thing it was Correa because he's probably but one of the more cool headed guys on their yeah, team. He handled it, it really well. <laughs> but like that's and that's what sucks about baseball in general. And like going back to what what Trevor said is like the stuff that you're talking about. I like know. we should be talking about a team that was dead in the water a month and a half into the season that. You know, di- didn't make move. Did they make moves at the deadline? Like, I, I mean, they they kind of just had their team. Had. Yeah, they grabbed. I think they may have Gerardo grabbed a couple Parra. relievers. Yeah, but they they didn't make any big splash moves. If did Drupal Cabrera remember. start the year with them? Not that that yeah. matters, but I mean, but that's like, a, yeah, no big, no big. Right. You know, just kind of just played baseball, and again, like I keep going back to that's is they got hot at the right time. Like you don't have to be the best team all year. You have to be the best team in October, the hottest team, all those things. And they go sweep, like basically sweep their way through and then go win four games in Houston. They were also, they they had five elimination games and they were losing in all five of the elimination games in the playoffs. Including, by the way, if the Brewers right fielder doesn't botch what should have been a single and turn it into a triple, they don't win the wild card game. Yeah. Uh, so it it kind of speaks to, I don't I don't think, I think all of us are kind of on the same page in that. There's a lot of luck involved in the 30 days of October baseball. You still have to set yourself up to have it pay off by having a good enough roster and a good enough pitching staff. And to go in with Max Scherzer and Patrick Corbin and Steven Strasburg. And Corbin, like, I guess he started the one game, but like he, he pitched in like four games in the series. Like, yeah. Earlier, yeah. They used the heck. They, he, Dave Martinez used him so well. And again, yeah, that's another angle of it is like, how well do you manage do you do you manage better than the guy on the other side like there's things that you can do that actually do make a difference they so, went i'm sorry phil go ahead i was gonna say i think i think the astros one of the one of the smartest organizations of the last 10 years in baseball with uh with like some some issues in their front office they do great out they do great about putting a good product on the field that's about it yeah, yeah. <laughs> pr they, and other things they sacrifice uh, everything else they to have a good baseball to yeah. team but I think AJ Hinch and or whatever whatever the decision making system was that led to these two things that happened last night. I feel like he overthought things. I think I think they were paralyzed by 
They were either paralyzed by analytics when they pulled Zach Greinke out of that game, or they were caught between wanting to get Garrett Cole in and then the game flow kind of changed. I, I would have done two things differently, and you guys tell me if you agree or disagree. Zach Greinke was mowing that lineup down, and yes, he ran into a hiccup, but I mean, you're going to run into a hiccup against that lineup. I went to pull them. He, I think he had another 20 or 30 pitches, maybe another two innings left, and he was surefire dominating that game. And then A.J. Hinch, after the game was over, said Garrett Cole was available. He got up and was throwing yeah, a little bit, was, warming he up. he was getting loose. He was available, but they wanted to save him for a lead in Game 7 of the World Series. So he said Garrett Cole was available, but I was only going to use him if our team took the lead. Why? If you're going to use Garrett Cole... Why would you not go into that game and say Zach Greinke and Garrett Cole are the only two guys that are going to pitch until we get to Osuna to lock the game down? Yeah. Why would you go with inferior pitchers in that spot if you've got Garrett Cole ready? And I get that maybe the counter argument is, well, he's a starter and he, you know, he has he's not a guy that comes out of the bullpen. So are you going to see a reduction in performance there? But I mean, I don't know why you start to heat him up and then say, well, we're going to bring him in if we take a lead. Your season's on the line right yeah. now. The other the other thing that happened, and it, it it was happenstance, but Max Scherzer getting the sore neck, the Nationals surviving until Game Seven and being able to bring their yes, I guess maybe their best pitcher. Yeah, I mean it, you know they they're a two headed monster, but he's but Max Scherzer's pretty dang good. Yeah, be able to bring him back for a fresh, fully rested Game Seven with enough time for the shot to take effect. Yeah, yeah, wow, it, cortisone it, shot uh, needed the extra twenty four hours there and. It, it, it that that was I, I said that to somebody's last night. I was like that the the best thing that happened is is that he couldn't pitch that game and Joe Ross pitched instead. They lost, but they survived until Game Seven. Yeah, you know when you look back at it, it's like dang, like that's a pretty lucky situation to find yourself in, being able to use your best guy on full rest. I also just think this Nats team. I get what you're saying about Granky, and I I probably would have stuck with Granky there for Kendrick, but. This Nats team just has this weird pixie dust on it this October. It has, and I tweeted a couple times throughout the series, is like, this Nats team has Max Scherzer. This Nats team has Steven Strasburg and Anthony Rendon and Juan Soto. Studs. All of them studs. This Nats team also has this Trent Grisham makes an error in right field to change a wild card game kind of feel to it. You know How what I mean? How the heck did you remember his name? Uh did you just thinking, look it up? No, I was thinking about him last night. I was like... <laughs> in your cardigan? As we were, <laughs> no, it was a All robe right, and smoking jacket. All right, Derek. And, but it also had this, like, okay, as Drupal Cabrera making plays out at second base kind of vibe. It had this Howie Kendrick opposite field home run off a lights-out reliever kind of vibe. I'm not saying the Astros didn't make the wrong decision because I was stuck with Granky, And then for me, 100% Garrett Cole is pitching two innings in that game. Like, I don't care if it's 8-9, I don't care if it's 7-8, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But don't take credit away from the Nationals. They played a heck of a series, they played a heck of a postseason. It was a great team after they, Glenn mentioned, 19-31 and 31 to start the year, and then they were one of the best teams in baseball. Glenn, The, oh, the Astros too, but let's just not take away credit from the Nats today. Glenn, did you see Game 6, Steven Strasburg, did you see what he said about... Because I know you didn't see Game Six, but uh, he was tipping his pitches in the first inning of Game Six. Yeah, I did. I and he did fixed see that. it mid game. Yeah. Well, and so then there was a somebody had an article on on Twitter this morning about it might have been Jeff Passan about them being like the Nationals being proactive. So like like having coaches, having players watching game the games on TV 
trying to find stuff on their own pictures. Wow. Isn't that cool? Uh, they always used multiple signs. Like they, they acted as if there was always somebody on second base. Um, they did a lot of those things to try to combat that, which is weird then because Strasburg is in game six is, is tipping his pitches for an inning. But I think he started, what was he flaring his glove that is the, the, the typical. And then he started when he was coming set or when he was getting ready to throw, he was wiggling his glove a little bit more. I think it was, yeah, I think it was just how he was going to his glove with his right yeah. hand to set the grip because you can tell kind of breaking ball. Some guys will go up with their elbow, you know. I don't know exactly what he was doing, but then you're exactly right. They found out about it. I think it was their pitching coach that pointed it out to Strasburg, second inning or so. <laughs> Tom Verducci asked him after the game, if you haven't seen the interview, it's worth watching. He says, uh, Steven, you you pitched a great game tonight. Little Rocky in the first inning, and then you settled in. The greatest baseball cliche, by the way. Settled time. in. Settled yeah. in. Yeah. You settled in. What changed after that? And instead of giving a cliche answer, he goes, well, we thought they were picking up something, so I started shaking my glove, and after that, it was pretty much good night. I was like, that is a perfect answer. Tattling on the cheaters and also just saying, like, yeah, when they're not cheating, they can't hit me. Yes. That was so perfect. Yeah. So, okay, in what order are you celebrating uh, former twins getting World Series rings on that Nationals lineup? Brian Dozier, Kurt Suzuki, who... I'm guessing he's going to be number one for you because you guys closed out an all-star game together. Anibal Sanchez and Henry Blanco. He's their bullpen coach. What's what's Henry Henry Blanco? Fernando Rodney's on that team. Fernando Fernando Rodney. Rodney. Don't forget Chip Hale. World Series manager Chip Hale. If Chip Hale wasn't around to prevent Dave Martinez from charging at umpires, we may have seen a murder in the middle of game six. Dave Martinez charged at those umpires after the whole uh, first base during incident. This, during, like, take me out to the ball game. It is, yes, that's right. It was like the <laughs> cheery song, like, buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jack as Dave Martinez is murdering Rip umpires. Your head off. Yeah. Chip Hale is like, no, dude, this He's is not, it's not st- worth spending your life in prison over this. Dude. <laughs> Stabbing oh, no. Todd Titchener with a Bic pen. Oh, no. <laughs> Fades I'll a commercial. take you out to the ball game. How would Joe, how would Joe Buck have called that? <laughs> Very calm and collectively, yeah. I'm sure. Um, definitely, uh, it would definitely be Fernando Rodney first. Really? Uh, no. You know what? I'm, I'm happy for you guys all those guys. I never. Were you gone by the time he got here? I was never teammates with him. I was at the All Star Game here at Target Field with him. Um, and then when I'd be around last year, he was one of the guys that I would, you know, I was seeing chat with say hi to uh great dude great seems great, like great a dude. good dude and he's played such for, a great dude he's for played like for every single team in the major leagues yeah. like why why wouldn't a good go, guy because he reliever. won't go home and he's a reliever yeah, yeah, you know yeah. What, like, no like one, those guys bounce around anyways and he just won't okay. stop playing okay and once, <laughs> and once once a reliever <laughs> turns like 32 or 33 no one's giving them a five-year contract yeah. so yeah. you're just sort of like going team to team and year to year right you just yeah you just bounce around okay that's, that's a good point does. i guess no, that's he's what a great dude did. I, I don't think he's ever gone anywhere because of like Bad issues i think or... i think he just he it, in when offseason comes he's like who's gonna pay me the most money i'm gonna go there <laughs> like i don't think he cares he just wants to go make the most money yeah um, no, I'm, I'm happy for, for all those years. guys. Yeah, Dozier, he ended up not playing like yeah. at all. Um, Suzuki must have gotten hurt, right? Isn't they that... scratched him before. Yeah, they they said it was kind of tightened up. Um, because game six he was fine, and then he was gonna because he's Scherzer's personal catcher. Yeah, so they were saying on ESPN Radio before the game that uh, Davy Martinez basically decided to scratch him late. Because he didn't want to run into a situation where he can maybe catch two, three innings, and and then you got to pull him. Yeah. Now you're shorthanded. Yeah. Versus if he can catch three innings, great. Let's save him. Maybe there's a pinch hit or 
defensive replacement or something we can do later. Yeah. Keep the keep the card in the deck, basically. Yeah, yeah. I never played with Annabelle. I don't know Hank White. Um, and uh, no, oh, I mean, I just got hit the Hank White thing. <laughs> Henry Blanco. <laughs> yeah, I, I know him. That's, I just I never played with him. He was right before me. Yeah, Hank Hank White. In fact, Joe Maurer's rookie year was supposed to be 2003, right? And he played for like five minutes and got. He didn't he play. Joe Maurer played for like 2004. He, he hurt his knee on like his major league debut, or yeah. like one of the first yeah. couple games of this. And season. then Hank yeah. White came in and was the starting catcher for a team that went into Yankee Stadium and won a playoff game that yeah. year. Who was the backup to Hank White in 2004? Was it Tom Prince? Wow. Golly. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna find I think this. I think Tom Prince might have been before. I that. might have that off. Yeah. Hold on. I got. This. I'm just trying to think. Quinn's catchers, Mike Redmond, but yeah, that I don't wouldn't know if have been Red was there too yet. early. AJ, AJ was there AJ in 03. Was he was traded in the yeah. off season. All right, I got it. Oh four. Oh man. Do we? Do we? There get, are two of them. Do we have any more guesses? There are two it's of like them. Early two uh, thousands Twins catchers. Henry Blanco played one hundred fourteen games. Jamar played. Jamar actually played for a month. He played thirty five games. Yeah, at the beginning and then at the end. Uh, but there were came two back. other catchers, one that played 17 games, another that played 19 games. Oh, boy. And and one of them could have been the other one's father. <laughs> there was literally like a 20-year age gap between the other two Lee catchers. Nope. No. That's too late, huh? I'll give you guys like 10 more I'm seconds. just trying to think of like old Twins catchers. <laughs> yeah, that's it's just way too obscure. Okay, one of them was Rob Bowen. Oh, yeah. Okay, all right. He, he was, was another 22, 23 years yeah. old. Yeah. And then the other one was Pat Borders. Pat, what? Forty-one year old. I would Pat not Borders. have got Pat Borders. Never in a million years. You could have given me the rest of the hour. I should have gotten Rob Bowen. I remember him, dude. Pat Borders. Yeah, Pat Borders was uh, on those Blue Jays World Series teams in the early yeah. early nineties. Right. Yeah, he was like the man. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Uh, It'd be years fun to that. just go grab like every Twins catcher. See what they're up to these days. Chit chat for ten minutes on a show. So Pat Borders, if you're listening and you want to be on the Score North <laughs> Twin Show, yeah. give us a call. Call in. Glad to put you on. I would love to see what's going on in your life these Ra- days. Randy from Cottage Grove is our only caller so far, but I would love <laughs> I to have that. Pat Borders. He called so. like on a Vikings game day, and he was mad we were talking about I, baseball. I think we should divvy up this list, and all three of us should just take like five each. I'll start with Marcus Jensen. Anybody? Matt Walbeck? Matt Walbeck. Matt Walbeck was a minor league manager somewhere. Um, no, but I, I, I mean, all those guys are. That it, it, it's so unique to be able to to win a World Series. Like you know, I mean, mo- a lot of great players never won a World Series. Yeah, you never even get there. And so baseball is hard. I think I think what we're finding out here this summer on this show, baseball is hard. Look at the Astros. You got to get lucky. The Astros won 107 games, and by all accounts, are one of the best teams ever constructed. Okay, let's go down and that path. And they're not a World Series. Let's go down that path, because we we talked about this at the trade deadline, and I, I still firmly stand by, I think the window is open for the Twins. You have to be willing to part with top prospects now if you want to improve your pitching staff. And, unless and you, De Niro. You need to, yep. They need to spend some money. Yep. Yeah. But the Astros traded like nine top 10 or 12 organizational prospects for Garrett Cole, Zach Greinke, and Justin Verlander. Uh, two of those guys came in after they won the World Series in 2017. So, so Verlander was part of the 2017 World Series yeah. win, so obviously they would say worth it. Uh, trading all those other prospects for Garrett Cole and Zach Greinke, and Cole's, Cole might go sign somewhere else, and you just lost in Game 7 of the World Series, still worth it. Is it worth it to put all those chips on the table it's not like the NBA and the NFL where if you just trade for Drew Brees or 
you get LeBron James, like you're going to win the, you get Kevin Durant, you're going to win the championship probably if the rest of your roster is good. Baseball doesn't, people treated the Astros like a foregone conclusion. They were the best team, but there's no such thing as a foregone conclusion in October in baseball because, like Glenn was saying off the top of the show, it's the hottest team that wins the World Series. But still worth it, do you think, to give up all those prospects for those arms? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it, it is because you have to you have to take that chance. Like if you know if you don't if you don't take the chance, then you know what are you when that window opens? Like go for it, and. I think as well with the twins and them trading prospects, like if you believe in your development system that you have in the minor leagues, that if you feel like you can continue to produce prospects the same way that the, the Astros traded away all these guys, right. And they still brought up, they got, they traded, uh, they traded um, the Josh fields to the Dodgers for Jordan Alvarez. Yeah. And so if you can make good trades like in that sense and also develop guys, there's no reason that you shouldn't trade some other guys, some prospects that you have for guys that are ready to win to, to ready right now. And they have the lineup, they have the young core. And then what you do is you go by pitching. Like that's what the Cubs did. They got they got Rizzo and Bryant and Baez and Elmora and the list goes on, Schwarber. Mhm. And then they went out and they go buy, they go trade for pitching and they buy pitching. And it's super duper duper hard to develop pitching and have it pan out. And it takes a long time for that to happen. Those are some of the guys that you, you that you maybe could trade because if if that's right, if Derek Fowley is that good at developing pitching and developing minor leaguers, you would have to believe that you can continue to develop them. So it's like I mean it's like an apple tree. Like you can pick the fruit off the tree and it's going to make more fruit, right? So you're, you know, I always, I always thought you were an apple good. tree guy. Yeah, Look, just sure. kind of yeah. sizing you up. Yeah, um, you know what? Uh, just, a, just a quick aside. Um, we were just in in California, uh, Napa Valley. If you've heard of that, is that where um, they make wine? Yeah. Okay. And so we were at a we were at a winery, um, and uh, I had a fig. Oh, okay. And I, that's my new favorite fruit. I, I, no I we were eating it. It looked like a pear. Like it wasn't a black one. Have you ever had a fig Newton? Cookie? Yeah, they were disgusting. And I didn't want to eat a fig. And then my buddy bit into one, and it's like the most bright red fruit inside. Like I, I'm putting a fig tree in my living room. You can't have them outside <laughs> in Minnesota. Oh, really? No, because they need it needs yeah. to be like warm, yeah. kind of year round or whatever. Like you're not growing avocado I'm, trees. I'm, I'm gonna. Otherwise, I'd be making tableside guac like every I'm night. Like, I'm getting rid of the dining room table. <laughs> That's amazing. And growing a fig tree now. So I, I'm an apple guy, but I definitely, fig is my new favorite fruit. They're, it's, they're incredible. See, I, wouldn't, I didn't know it that It looked about like a you. pear. It was yellow on the outside. It was red on the inside. It was super juicy. Unbelievable. Anyways, now I completely lost my train of thought. Oh, was it worth it to trade for yeah. Zach Greinke? And yes. Yeah. Because it always is. So you were this is how you got on apples was prospects being a replenishable yeah, resource. Right, you're right. Which I agree with that. I think it's a little bit callous and heartless. Like, you know, let's 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 look at forty thousand feet. We I can say pu- I didn't like put numbers on I the know, apples I of know. the players. No. Like uh, yeah, the player <laughs> Apple you can, 419. You can look sad. We can definitely trade yeah, Apple we can definitely trade one four nine and, and two six three, and also seven four seven. We can trade that. We can trade all because I think twenty one sixteen might be able to we do can, pretty can, much what he can do. We can trade all three of those numbers for five hundred grand. Yeah. No, I'm just saying, like you know, you put a lot into a guy, or 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 this is his career, this is his life, and he's maybe been in the organization five, six, seven years, but at the same time, 
the Astros aren't worrying about that. No, you're the Red Sox to, aren't worrying about that. You're trying to advance your interests. And also, that could turn out to be good for them, right? Yeah. Alvarez gets traded, and he goes to an organization that can really develop the heck out of him, and he becomes probably the American League Rookie of the Year. Bright future ahead of him. So while it can be kind of you know shocking and jarring, picking up your life and everything, I do think that the Twins can be super active in this stuff this winter for exactly the reason that Glenn said. The other thing that I'll say is if you're the Twins, you're kind of going to do, I think, the opposite of what the Cubs did. Theo's Cubs developed hitting talent, bought pitching. I think you can kind of mix and match that because the Twins, at least the Indians, and now I'm projecting a little bit, the Indians have been awesome at developing pitching. Arm after arm after arm after arm, you're like, oh, they got no shit. That dude's hurt. They got no shot. Oh, Aaron Savale comes up and is the best pitcher in baseball for three weeks. Justin Bieber's cousin gets called up. Yeah, and he's just right. like the best pitcher in yeah, baseball, he, apparently. He probably loves that. All-Star Game MVP, yeah. just, Justin Bieber's yeah, but cousin not, to you. The, the Twins aren't, the tw- the aren't going to develop pitching in this window. N- n- no, not immediately. To, to get on par with but here's a any head start. of the teams that, that made it beyond what the Twins did. Are they going to develop Garrett Cole tomorrow? No. But here's a head start for them. They've got Taylor Rogers, Tyler Duffy, Trevor May, Zach Littell, if you want to keep him in the bullpen. And that group isn't getting expensive this winter. So if you just want to bring them guys back on a one-year deal and they're your starting of your pitching staff plus Barrios, that's a pretty pretty good spot to go and then spend money or prospect capital in trades. They got just like a really nice canvas right now that's not expensive you know i think the biggest question mark in terms of what is he going to be what role is he going to play biggest question mark on the on the pitching staff um oh i know where you're going with this i need to know what bruce dark gratterall is going to be yeah is he going to be your number four starter is he going to be are they just going to say no man you're going to you're going to pitch 70 innings in relief and you're going to be a bullpen guy he seems to me he seems to me like a guy that they're probably going to start in triple a next year oh yeah and then he is going to come up at some point and make some starts and then get toward the end of the year would probably be a guy that they move to the bullpen. If they make a trade for a starter, if he gets up, to, he's never thrown what more than a hundred and change innings yeah. in a season. Yeah. So you're not going to go out there and he's not going to go out there and throw 175 innings next right. year. Well, so what you could do, you could start him in Rochester. You could limit his work. Yeah. You give him four or five innings at a time and say, Hey, you know what? You were cruising. The only reason we took you out of the game is because we want you there in October. You know, I I put him into the starting rotation to answer your question, but I'd also start him in AAA. Yeah, I mean, if you're the Twins, I think you make him earn a spot. Yeah, I don't. I just don't think there's any way to to get him through the whole season without giving him some kind of a break. Do what or you did with Pineda. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, you know, he's got a little bit of fatigue in. July. I think Pineda we're probably took a little off. too long of a break there. Just going to throw that out there. A <laughs> little too long of a break. Big, big Didn't Mike. need him to miss the last 30 games. You know? <laughs> Not the break that they gave him. Big, big Mike, <laughs> it was like at 55 innings. Ah, uh, yeah. My, my, uh, Gee, the uh, knee's my, been my pancreas. <laughs> my uh, oh, it's my liver. And at like 110 innings. Ah, oh, man, my other knee hurts. and. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's my solar plexus into second the time. I think it was an arm. <laughs> but like, if it was scheduled rest, it was brilliant. Good yeah. for them. Yeah. Um, but then the non-scheduled rest uh, might have cost the twins a little bit. Okay.
My baseball friends, Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Business owners, I'm talking to you, and I've been one myself. I know what goes into it. You love it, but you're grinding every day, solving problems, taking care of employees. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect your Okay, I have a list here, and we will do we'll do a the winter meetings are in like five weeks from now, and I I hope there's more activity earlier on in the winter than the last couple of years around baseball, but we'll see. So we'll do we'll do a full deep dive and let we'll let you actually research this uh, more than just this list off the top of my head. But I've got a list of five free agent pitchers, and I'm going to put Strasburg on this list because. Let's say he he's a Boris guy. He's, let's let's say he, he's he going to opt he out, but he's going to have a new deal in place, so he's not going to be a free agent. He's not. You think leaving he's going DC. back to Washington. Yeah. Okay. He's not leaving, but he's but it'll be more than he'll do like the CC Sabathia, you know, five six years ago, where okay. you you're going to opt out with a contract basically already okay. in place. Uh, Kershaw did it a, a couple a year or two ago as well. So let's take him off the board then. We'll take Strasburg yeah, off the Strasburg board. Strasburg stand. I've got a list of six guys, four free agents, and two. Potential, if not guaranteed, trade targets. All right. Garrett Cole, Zach Wheeler, Dallas Keuchel is going to be a free agent again. Madison Bumgarner, free agent. By the way, Garrett Cole is going to be 30. Zach Wheeler, 30. Bumgarner, 30. uh, Keuchel, 32. And then the two trade candidates, former number one overall pick that's, my guess, is just being completely misused in Colorado. Mark Appel? Appel? John Gray. Oh, What's that guy doing? Brady now? Aiken. <laughs> yeah, Brady Aiken. What's Mark Appel doing? Uh, he retired, so he's just done. Yeah. Okay. He was like went to Stanford. He's a, he's a genius. So he's, okay. Yeah. Him and Andrew Luck are just like ah, we're yeah. done with sports. Yeah. We'll just take our millions and go to the yep. Andrew Luck beach. a little bit more. Jonathan Gray. He was a number one overall pick. Yes. I know he was a super. I didn't know he was a number one pick. I knew he was super high. And and, and I would throw Chris Archer on the even though Chris Archer is like thirty one now, uh, as a guy who with a good organization was one of the best pitchers in baseball. We've seen, so the Pirates are blowing everything up, and the Pirates are kind of a disaster. Uh, Garrett Cole goes from Pirates to Astros and goes from, like, a pretty good starter to historically good starter. I would look to do the same thing with Chris Archer. I'm not saying he's going to be Garrett Cole. But a guy like John Gray is intriguing because there's no way the Rockies are maximizing John Gray. Not, not I think the no. Twins yeah. have a much better chance to go, hey, do, this is a former number one overall pick right do here. Do the Rockies still have, like, co-GMs? They did that for a while, and and the GM was I don't like, know if doing it. the GM was like, had an office in the like by the manager, like in the clubhouse. Oh, I, no, I don't know. Um, so they're definitely not maximizing talent from anybody. That, that sounds productive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like they're they've been treading water since their inception. So John Gray and Derek, by the way, was the f- Derek, Derek threw this name out before I did. So Derek gets credit for throwing the name John Gray out on a. Scored a twin show a couple weeks ago. I don't remember doing that. Yeah. Okay. You must have been drunk. <laughs> you must have, been, Par you, for you the must course. have a flask in your cardigan. Par for the course. <laughs> so John Gray is 27 years old. He actually turns 28 years old next week, so he's still in his prime. Uh, he had some kind of like a foot injury that took him out for the last 40 days of the season, but his, his arm is fine. I'm sorry, he was the number three overall pick. Uh, number three overall pick in 2013. And he's pitched parts of five years with the Rockies. And it's just kind of been like... He's got decent strikeout numbers, uh, you know, ERA, career ERA around four and a half. Last year was 380. Two years ago, uh, it was 512. Three years ago, it was, it was 367. Just been like, 
It's been kind of fine. Got the Colorado thing happening. You take him out of Colorado, put him with a better organization. I just think that's someone to keep an eye on. I don't know what it would cost, but he's under team control for the next two years. A quick aside. Um, the draft that you're talking about, 2013. Brady Aiken? No, it was Mark Appel. Oh, yeah. It went Mark Appel, Chris Bryant to the Cubs, John Gray to the Rockies, Cole Stewart to the Twins, oh. Clint Frazier to the Indians. Oh, should I have stopped after four? My point was made in that you you hit on top draft picks and develop talent, and you're going to find yourself in World Series. I found out the other day that I'm somehow I don't think Cole knows that he blocked me. Cole on, Stewart on Twitter, yeah. I think like What'd Gibby, you do? I think Gibby like replied to something or whatever, and it like said tweet unavailable, and so I went there and was like, you're blocked. I think it, it's got to be an accident. Um, are you did you are you tweeting shade at Cole Stewart there? No, I I like why would I ever do that? We were like we were in the organization together right. and. I don't think I've ever like I like the dude. I mean, I I, I know he's him. a good guy. I don't know, man, it's yeah. pretty. I think it's multiple steps to block someone on Twitter. I know it's super weird. I think it must. It had to be an accident, unless at some point I, I don't know. I don't know what happened, but I was I was a you little bit taken aback. Well, there's a lot of opportunities this season. I'll say it for you to have been on TV and have said something about a start or or a, or a relief appearance. Yeah, but which he's he never run, unfair. So. Like you but, listen to Glenn on TV, you listen to him on the radio show. He's like he's never unfair. I agree. I, I don't even say you're that negative. I think I think I try to find the positives and stuff. Yeah, I wouldn't say and you're I negative. Also don't I, yeah, I mean, and I but I also deal in facts. And so if you can't handle the hey, truth, hey, like, you do a show with us. We might lead a horse to water once or twice. Yeah, that could be it. I, I mean, mean Cole, like, if you want to come on the show, we'll old, have you on. My old. Minor league pitching coordinator Rick Knapp, yeah, used to say like if you're if you don't like where you're at or if you're unhappy, like pitch better, better. Yeah. <laughs> dude. It's I the it's that. the Jock Jones. Why am I still in Double A? Pitch better, and you wouldn't be. <laughs> it's the Jock Jones and Lavelle Neal story, right? And Tory Hunter was the mediator, and Jock Jones was mad because Lavelle wrote something in the Star Tribune about how he's like two for twenty eight off lefties or something. Like how can this how can this guy write this? Like get this guy in here. Jock was all fired up, and uh, Tory says to Jock. Well, are you two for twenty-two <laughs> off lefties? Well, yeah, but it's like, I mean, <laughs> do better. Off, do better. Off I had a conversation a few years ago with with Luke Hughes in a clubhouse. This is like two thousand eleven or two thousand twelve, and uh, Luke Hughes was wondering why. Do you have a Luke Hughes impression? He was wondering why my co-host mate. Hey, what's up with your co-host mate? Talking about Roycey. Oh, okay. what's, up, what's what? that guy's problem? What is up with Roycey? He shouldn't be allowed in the clubhouse. He's always negative. Like he's just, he's always negative. And I said, well, what did he say? Like, well, he's just like, he's always on me and ripping me. I'm like, all right, you hit 220 last year. And yeah, I'm not saying that to like rip on you. You hit home runs in spring training. Right. So if you hit 280 and hit some home runs, then you control the narrative. So ultimately, it's up to you. Yeah. And he's like, okay. Um, <laughs> Give me a boomerang. Let me get... <laughs> I'm looking at Jonathan Gray on fan graphs. All Australians do that? Um, I mean, he's he's pretty good. Yeah, he's a good pitcher. Yeah, trade yeah. For him and Herman Marquez. If you get them both in a package deal, sign me up. I'm there. Trade for him. But uh, Nick, Nick Gordon for. John I was trying Gray. to find his swinging strike rate and the text. I need glass. I need to get glasses. I'm just in it for the lion's mane hair too. I want. I need to get. I need to. <laughs> does he have good hair? Glenn literally has his phone like an inch in front of his face. I right need now. to get glasses. <laughs> I for, oh, like, really? for sure need to get glasses. <laughs> it, um. I see his stats are in here somewhere. All are his stats on this thing. But, like, the Twins, I'm yeah, not saying the Twins are the Astros, but the Twins are closer to being the Astros in terms of squeezing extra toothpaste out of the tube. Mitch Garver, T. 
Taylor Rogers, right? Then the Rockies, yeah. Tyler Duffy, yeah, Ty- yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, the Rockies aren't maximizing. I mean, this the dudes like he's got good velocity. Like, yeah, I like this guy. I, I never really, you never really hear about him because like because he's playing for the Rockies. I mean, his yeah. Fans, his, yeah. His fastball velocity ninety six point one on average. Yeah. He might have been their opening day starter. I'm, he's and of, I think he got sent down at some point, didn't he? The Rockies are one was of that, those teams that I follow. I can't remember if that was eighteen or nineteen. Above average swinging strike rate. Exactly right. Two thousand eighteen. He he definitely made a couple starts in AAA and two thousand seventeen. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if it was so. But to your point, Phil, like I don't know if it's John Gray. I don't. I don't know if that's the guy. I don't know if it's Chris Archer. So I'm not going to put a name on it. But my thought process here and this would be a good column if somebody wants to steal it um or i'll try and get it done here sometime is go look at former over the last 10 years pitchers that were drafted in the first or second rounds guys who clearly at some point were it was decided that they had an arm and for whatever reason it hasn't worked out or maybe they scratch the surface in the big leagues and it just career didn't go the way they wanted to or they got hurt or something Go target all of those guys and see what's what's the price. Oh, is he is he a minor league free agent? All right, well, yeah, he'll pitch for the Red Wings next year. That's, That's fine. How you end up with Eric Hacker, though. Sure, but I mean, there <laughs> yeah, are, that guy had 15 wins in AAA. Yeah. There are a That's number of to win 15 games in the Pacific Coast League. <laughs> there are a number of guys. I know. I'm not saying like you just hire all of them, but I'm saying that's like it's a flag for me. I would flag that and I would say, hey, how come John Gray is not a stud? Hey, how come? This guy, who was a the 15th overall pick, and everybody really liked him. Baseball America top 50 prospect, and now it's just like nothing. He's he's pitching in Double A, and is still young enough. Yeah, because, yeah. Because I mean, like, like Kyle Gibson was the number of whatever 14 overall pick, but so he had just may, been like programmed for so long with a different yeah ecosystem. You maybe start with those drafts though i mean like you know you're 2012 13 14 who there got to be some guys in there because the twins uncovered it last year there are guys who are 26 27 28 i mean tyler duffy's not young and he was a, a talented guy who was cut on social media 150 times before he became a star and then he pitched like an all-star for the last two months of the year if tyler duffy keeps pitching the way he did Last season to start this season, he's going to an all-star game. Yeah. And he's like 28 or 29. So, like, I don't think that there's a ceiling here on age necessarily. I would go look for guys like that as buy low opportunities if I'm the Twins. And then I'd go sign Garrett Cole. Yeah. Or Anthony Rendon. There's, I, I there's mean, no way that they sign him. Like if if it gets up to so? seven eight year, there's zero chance. I just I don't see them. Derek, what makes you think? And listen, I, and, and yeah. I'm not like a pull ads you cheap guy. Yeah, I'm, yeah, a, yeah. I'm a realist. I know that the the baseball economics are set in in, in the, the the biggest cities with the most TV revenue. Those are the teams that have the most money to spend on free agents. So I treat it like a real. I'm not saying the pull ads are cheap, yeah, but yeah, therefore. Yeah. We're I'm good. saying the Twins aren't going to outbid four other teams for Garrett Cole. What four other teams? Four other teams. That's, that that's have where we start. More money to spend. No, that's where we start. Is like there aren't teams right now that are out there rich and spending. That doesn't exist in baseball right now. The last two winters have been a little embarrassing for the league to the point that Commissioner Rob Manfred came out and said, "Well, oh boy, like I, I, you were telling me this yesterday, Phil. Gosh, I really hope there's some action at the winter meetings this year." 
You what? Is that how he talks? Yeah, it's like it's a really like uh, muted uh, Sarah Palin with your cardigan on, (laughs) and you like rubbing your hand. Like you kind of have like a Mister Burns. You saw him last night talking really. You know he looks like he's he makes me look like the Fonz. Rob Manfred's a dork, dude. With like Rob Manfred and then congratulations to the World Series champions. Old Joe Torre trying to explain the rules two nights ago. It's like, oh, we I love baseball so much, but it's just like so uncool sometimes. <laughs> it's really not very cool God. a lot of times. Okay, but here's my point is like there aren't teams right now flush with cash with way more money to spend than the Twins who are saying, yeah, F it, luxury tax, Garrett Cole. I think we all talk about Garrett Cole Anaheim, because he's Anaheim, a, LA, Anaheim, LA, and New York are all three for sure three options. Uh, the Yankees or Mets? The Yankees. Okay, if the Yankees go out and spend four thirty-five million dollars on a pitcher this year, I'll be stunned. I'll I, be stunned. I mean, I would be too, but I think that they, like he's he's the one he's the guy for me. Okay, like he's the guy. He's the guy. Like, and I don't see the Twins going to seven or eight years. Like, that's just not what. I wouldn't do that. The Yankees also unless, have like twenty unless, go eight years. They're twenty coming think, off the books in CC, right? Unless they think, unless Derek and Thad think that they're not going to be here when that contract goes bad, so you take your shot. I don't think like, those guys maybe, would do that though. No, but like they wouldn't want to pass. That's the, the only can. way. Like I, I could see them going like four and two hundred before they go seven and two fifty. Well, you four know? and two hundred is a little aggressive, but I'm just saying, like I that that kind of that kind of thing. Four and one fifty. Who says so no? I, I think they're swimming. Garrett Cole. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. He's not going back on the market at thirty four f- f- for. What if he's like money. Brad Radke and he just wants to pitch till he's thirty five and then go Maybe have a hobby farm? Then find that out. <laughs> yeah, I'd ask him, and then and then, <laughs> and then I'd make the phone call. Him. I think it's more likely that they trade for a John Gray than sign a Garrett Cole. For sure, I like, like this guy. I like this guy. Like they, I'm gonna, I, I gotta do a little more digging on him. Well, we should. Uh, I know we've kind of been talking. This is. It's kind of an unfair tease because we've only scratched yet, the surface on. We're gonna get fat on at some point here in the next few weeks. Yeah, and maybe he'll just flat out tell us. Oh yeah, we uh. Gray's We're actually ninety percent of, of the way down the road with that trade. We're just kind of waiting for the winter meetings. Here are the prospects Cheers. we're thinking about right now. That's definitely what he'll say. <laughs> Amazing. So, uh, well, why don't you you go back to the woods and go uh, go do some hunting? Yeah, and then we'll do some real hot stove discussion coming up. Fire up! We're going to fire up. Stoke the stoke the embers <laughs> of the hot stove. Do you have embers? Do you have like a like a fireplace at your cabin or something that you no. can? And we have, a ga- we have a gas fireplace that I turn on with a light switch. Okay. <laughs> He's a real lumberjack. Baseball, Super baseball needs that for the offseason. I'm a, a white-collar lumberjack. <laughs> yeah. uh, this has been Glenn Perkins on Baseball, part of the Score North Twin Show. We thank everyone for listening, not only to today's episode, but just all season long. It's been super fun having Glenn on board. And if you approve of the Score North Twin Show... We'd love for you to do us a favor. Give us a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple or Spotify. And please download the Score North app where you can find all of our Score North podcasts and live shows. Uh, and that five-star review on Apple, Spotify helps spread the word to new listeners who maybe don't know about this particular show. So for Glenn, for myself, Phil, Derek Wetmore, and for uh, the embers that Glenn is going to stoke. <laughs> See you guys. With winter weather making it harder to stay active, here's a gift idea for the outdoor adventurer in your life. The Allbirds Mizzle Collection. The Allbirds Mizzle is designed for those who won't take snow for an answer, featuring built-in puddle guard technology to keep the winter wonderland where it belongs, not in your shoe. 
The weather-ready sole offers enhanced traction, so you go on winter runs with confidence. And it's made with premium ZQ Merino wool, a naturally insulating material that keeps your feet warm and sports a low environmental impact. Allbirds displays their carbon footprint right on the shoe, so you can see the difference for yourself. On top of that, they actually offset the carbon footprint to zero, making their missile collection completely carbon neutral. So you can stay warm and dry while trading lighter. This holiday season, get on their nice list when you shop the Allbirds Mizzle Collection. Discover your perfect pair at Allbirds.com. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Your story. It lives in River City. Where you can enjoy a metropolitan vibe and a small town feel. Where we set the standard for service and looking out for one another. Where there's so much more than steak in our thriving food scene. Your story is the story of Omaha. Told by those who live it and love it. Whether that's helping you keep up with the Cornhuskers or creating the content you crave. And here in the Omaha World Herald is where it comes to life. Omaha World Herald, where your story lives.